0: This is Speaking of Writers... I'm Steve Richards. Delegate Hunter, campaign manager, White House chief of staff, Treasury secretary, and secretary of state. James Addison Baker III played a leading role in some of the most critical junctures in modern American history. He was Washington's indispensable man. For a quarter century, every Republican president relied on him to manage their campaign, their White House, their world. Baker brought them to power or helped them stay there, then steered them through the momentous events that followed. The book is The Man Who Ran. Washington. The authors Peter Baker and Susan Glasser. Baker and Glasser are longtime Washington journalists and former foreign correspondents who have written for years about the intersection of politics in the world. Baker is the chief White House correspondent for The New York Times, an MSNBC political analyst, and a regular panelist on Washington Week on PBS. He has covered the last four presidents for The Times and The Washington Post and won all three major awards for White House coverage. Susan Glasser is a staff writer for The New Yorker and author of the weekly Letter from Trump's Washington, as well as a global affairs analyst for CNN. She previously was the editor of Politico and founder of the award-winning Politico magazine. Before that, she was executive editor of Foreign Policy magazine, following a long stint at The Post, where she was assistant managing editor for National News and editor of the paper's Outlook section. Happy to have Peter Baker and Susan Glasser join me now here on Speaking of Writers. Welcome. Thanks so much for having us.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: So why James Baker as a subject for you both?
1: Well, look, we, uh, you know, we
2: were surprised to learn that nobody had ever actually written a biography about uh, James Baker. He had been Secretary of State during really the most consequential time in our lifetime, you could argue, in terms of foreign affairs, when the world changed. The wall fell in Berlin, the Soviet Union collapsed, the first Iraq war. And then if you add on to the fact that he ran five presidential campaigns, it's kind of like, you know, Karl Rove and Henry Kissinger rolled into one. And, it, and it, it wasn't just his own story that we found fascinating. It was what he told us about Washington, about how things had changed so much when, from the time when he was the indispensable man here till
0: today. So we found it a, a fascinating subject. What were the qualities that made him so indispensable?
1: Well, you know, it's funny, when we uh, started in on this project, I have to say, basically, you know, he's an object of fascination to the day in Washington. Democrats as well as Republicans have asked us that, you know, how, what was the secret sauce here? You know, Baker himself will tell you, well, you know, prior preparation uh, prevents poor performance and, you know, he was legendarily hardworking. He would stay at night in the Reagan White House uh, and make sure that he didn't go home before he returned every single phone call from a member of Congress or a journalist that same day. But, you know, look, obviously, Washington is filled with workaholic lawyers, you know, who who read the briefing book. Um, you know, Baker had a few attributes, I think, uh Number one, he really was fanatically competitive, uh, and I think that was also a foundation of his uh, lifelong friendship with George Herbert Walker Bush. Uh, these two were, uh, tennis partners and they still brag about their, uh, championship, uh, at the country club twice, uh, uh, on the double court. He, he also had an intuitive, uh, negotiating skill. Uh, that obviously you can't teach uh, and you can't replicate. He he had an understanding and a feel for how the balls of politics uh, collide and ricochet off of each other. Uh, and He had an innate sense of power. And and that really is, I think, the other reason why Peter and I wanted to do this book, a story not only about Jim Baker, but actually, you know, where Washington is a character in this book uh, and how it worked from the end of Watergate to the end of the Cold War, a time when Baker really found himself in the middle of almost all of the big stories of the day.
0: Chatting with Peter Baker and Susan Glasser here, and speaking of writers, their book is *The Man Who Ran Washington: uh, The Life and Times of James Baker*. As part of your research, a big part of your research, you conducted more than 200 interviews with sources, including the three former presidents, two former vice presidents, variety of former secretaries of state. And Baker uh, provided significant access to himself and his family members, along with never-before-revealed documents, memos, diaries, and letters. What did they say about him? Was there a common theme? about this man
2: that's a great question we loved uh interviewing not just the the important people as you say the presidents and the presidents. we really enjoyed interviewing his wife We enjoyed his eight children uh his cousin who was like a brother to him growing up we even got to interview his nanny from his childhood who if you can believe is still around today at 107 and, and was really remarkable i think that the you know, the through line you get for, for Jim Baker was a man who was part of this Houston aristocracy. He was the fourth James Addison Baker, even though he went by the third. Don't ask us why. We spent seven years on this book. We never solved that mystery. But there was a great burden that came with being a James Addison Baker in Houston because they really built modern Houston. And it was this, he was called a hero son by one of his cousins. He was expected to do great things, but not to be in politics. And that was sort of this midlife, career switch because of his friendship with george bush as susan mentioned and because of the the death of his first wife and suddenly at age 40 he's he's heading into politics age 45 he arrives in washington and i think it's that that personal story is something a lot of people don't know they know about the the glittering resume but they don't know i think that personal story that was so compelling to us
0: what was his style of american politics and, and governance
1: well look that is in some ways uh you know, not necessarily an object of nostalgia, but certainly the most striking contrast to today. Uh, he was absolutely a knife fighter in election years. Uh, and, you know, anyone who brought you the 1988 Bush campaign, you know, right, was 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 willing to play hardball. However, uh, you know, what distinguished Washington and in particular Baker in this period was an ability to work across the aisle to get things done. And that understanding that that was the prerequisite uh for political success as well as just in its own right on policy terms baker had an ability uh to find out what the person on the other side of the table needed and to to get there uh without it being a zero-sum game for that for them to walk away whether it was by the way you know Soviets in nuclear armed talks or uh democrats in the tax reform uh negotiation of 1986 where Interestingly, he he really found it easier in some ways to work with Dan Rostenkowski, the Democratic Chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, than some of the Republicans in the Senate. And so I think that ability to make uh, uh, deals across the aisle and and also to understand that there was an incentive to do so, uh, that that was actually governing was the goal. Governing was a requirement of the job. It It feels so different than the world we're living in today.
0: Chatting with Peter Baker and Susan Glasser here on Speaking of Writers, Uh, the book is The Man Who Ran Washington, The Life and Times of James A. Baker III. What surprised you the most in doing your research about Jim Baker?
2: Well, I think the story we found most surprising and compelling was the the death of his first wife. Uh, He had met her during college on the beach. They fell in love. We have these in the book. We have these love letters. They wrote to each other as young as a young couple. Uh, It's very tender. They have four boys together. And then in her late 30s, she developed breast cancer. And I think it's that story that it it just kind of uh, jumps out at us because he, he he writes this letter that's never been published before, I don't think, it's in our book, to his friend George Bush telling George Bush that his wife's cancer is terminal. And he hasn't even told his wife. He hasn't told his kids. He hasn't told his mother. The one person in his life he tells is George Bush. And that I think that shows you the marriage of personal and politics, right? Why is it that that he and George Bush were so uh, close as political partners? Well, because there was a real friendship there that was forged in a way uh, that you don't see in politics very often. The last people to see Mary Stewart, his first wife, alive outside of the family were George and Barbara Bush. Now, it turns out, of course, she knew, as as anybody might, that she was dying. And she didn't want to talk to him about it, but she writes him a letter that she leaves to be found after she dies. And even in his late 80s, as we we're talking about that with him, that still has the capacity to bring tears to his eyes. And that letter is also in the book. that's never been out there before, I think, talking about, you know, their life together. So I think that, again, the, the marriage of the personal and political, this is it's important not just because it was part of his life, but because it's also part of, uh, you know, the foundation of
0: his political uh, life as well. What do you think his lasting legacy is?
1: Well, that's a a really good question. You know, you could write a book just on the four years uh, that Jim Baker was Secretary of State. Uh, And certainly many books have been written on lesser subjects, right? You know, it was this incredible kind of marriage of man and moment, uh, you know, when the end of the Cold War is happening, just at the moment he becomes Secretary of State. And, you know, going back over this period is a reminder, uh, at least it was for, for us in doing the book, that, you know, history is much less inevitable than it seems in hindsight. And, you know, in particular, I think uh, Baker's efforts to uh, uh, manage and to create the architecture for the unification of Germany after uh, the fall of the Berlin Wall, which was a total surprise, I should say, both to him, to the experts of the State Department, there was no uh, playbook, there was no plan that he was able to take off the shelf. This was all uh, you know, improvisational high stakes diplomacy at a moment when, you know, the hinges of history uh, were moving. And uh, I think it, that alone uh, would make him one of the more consequential figures in the, in, you know, the period since World War Two.
0: And finally, where do you think he ranks in history as a secretary of state?
1: Well, look,
2: a lot of people talk about Henry Kissinger because he's sort of our most celebrated Secretary of State in the post-war era. And he is, you know, he's well known. He's a household name uh, in much of the country. But I could make the argument that James Baker actually is the more significant Secretary of State, frankly, than any since the period right after World War II, because Kissinger was certainly significant in a major way. The opening of China was huge. But Baker really was there when the world changed, and it didn't have to change that way, as Susan was saying. I mean, these, these, the things that he worked on the, the, in Germany and the end of the Cold War, uh, just, they just changed our life, our changed our country and changed our world. So I think that Baker, uh, as, the, as the person who brought that in for a safe landing, uh, you know, arguably is the most consequential Secretary of State really in our lifetime.
0: Peter Baker and Susan Glasser, the book is The Man Who Ran Washington, The Life and Times of James A. Baker III. Thank you for joining me. Thanks, Steve. Thanks so much for having us.
1: Thank you so much.
0: And this is Speaking of Writers.